When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here's what's cooking on the day. Sports stove, local hour. We are talking about the big win on Saturday, the upcoming win at North Alabama. And we're talking to defensive lineman Jeremiah Bailey. That's what's cooking on the day. Sports stove, local hour. McKinney looks, steps into pocket, throws open receiver. Touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by a brand new sponsor to us, Righteous Felon Jerky. Now listen, I know there is another jerky company in the area. And we have given ample opportunity for that company to jump on board. They have chosen not to. And Righteous Felon was excited to join the show. So let me tell you a little bit about Righteous Felon Jerky. If you want the purest jerky in the game, you got to go straight to the source. And Righteous Felon has partnered with the best natural black Angus beef producers in the land to lock up supply and guarantee the best tasting, the best textured, and the freshest beef jerky on the market. And Righteous Felon is offering the Sports Stove listeners 15% off if you use the code STOVE15, S-T-O-V-E-1-5, at RighteousFelon.com. And uh, my personal favorite is the Baby Blues. Uh, it's a barbecue. It is really, really good. They got a walking taco beef stick, by the way. That's really solid as well. Um, they got teriyaki. They've got everything. Spicy, non-spicy. They got some turkey stuff in there, too. And I'm telling you, the texture is my favorite thing about Righteous Felon. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get some in the mail before too long as well, so Ryan can try it out. There sure. are some in local establishments, by the way. Uh, all your pilots and flying Jays have it now, some other places too. But you don't get the 15% off there. So go to RighteousFelon.com, use the code STOVE15, support the show, and get yourself some beef jerky along the way as well. I'm your host, Vince Stover, joined by Ryan Jackson. Uh, Ryan. How you What's doing, up? man? I'm doing all right. What's up? It, it, I'm, I'm having a great day. <laughs> a great day. Uh, speaking of great days, uh, how about Saturday being a great day? Because not only did you get the win, uh, not only did you get to see some of your pals get extra playing time and produce, but you, my friend, had a career day. Uh, one person posted it as three sacks and we'd love to give you that full three, but the stats say two and a half. Uh, but, and by the way, my wife said, she goes, how do you get a half a sack? I said, well, and I explained it to her. All was good. But, uh, two and a half sacks, what, seven tackles, I think. They're saying seven tackles. I'll take whatever stats they gave me. man. How did it feel? What were you seeing out there? Uh, it was a heck of a game, uh, a good atmosphere, great crowd. It was it, it was just uh, awesome. I I don't know the game. The game kind of went slow at the start for us. We were kind of not in the right positions. We weren't communicating all that well. But then we started picking it up towards the the middle half to the end of the game. And it, it was just one of those games where you couldn't stop believing. Like we were in this one. We got this one. We don't want to be in the scenario where we were last week. And it, it was just one of those games where you kept pushing, kept pushing, and. We finally, finally broke the seal. Finally got ourselves a win. It was good for the whole team. 
a good confidence builder for everybody. It was just kind of a weight lifted off our shoulders. For me personally, I, I thought I, I was seeing their defenses really well. We got a lot of passes that game, so mm-hmm. we got we had a good chance to tee off on them. But uh, we, we had shut down the running game. That was the big one that led to, to most of the passing for us. And uh, I, I just love seeing people make their moments. It, that was the one thing that I think we had been lacking was just big plays, big moments, big energy, just excited stuff. So I'm, I'm glad that happened in this game. Definitely. Now, I want before we get to the positives, let's get the negatives out of the way. And there aren't a whole lot of negatives to talk about. Uh, zero to 17 with 232 to go in the first quarter. Uh, they got up on you 17 points. And one of the reasons why, uh, was that kickoff or the punt, uh, right? That it was a, it was a, you know, it was a kickoff, a kickoff that landed in front of or in between two players and it bounced back towards the, the coverage team. And, uh, they were able to jump on it. And I can tell you the audible gasp in the press box, uh, everybody was going, you've got to be kidding me. This can't right. be happening right now. Right. What was the, I, I know the, I know what the line is, Ryan. No, we just, kept, <laughs> we believed and we kept on. What right. was the feeling when that happened? Uh, when, when stuff like that happens, they obviously suck. And you, you more feel bad for the person who, who's in that position. Right. I, I, I didn't, we're all sitting on the defensive sideline trying to make our adjustments and not really, not saying we're not paying attention to the game, but that not part sure. is something we're not, fully locked in on sometimes and when next thing you know your defense up defense up you're like oh my goodness oh my goodness we gotta scramble and we run out there and you, you just gotta execute don't panic execute you have to go down there and try and do your best while you're in enemy territory and right. while the play sucks I, I feel worse for the person who's in the situation like I, I have to watch it back. i still didn't, don't know who missed it but I, I i hope they don't make that mistake again it's never an ideal situation to put your your defense on the opposite end of the field before you even get a real chance to get going. Yeah. And I'm not going to call anybody out on it. I think that what happened was, is the guy that was back, he yeah. was expecting it to bounce towards him. Right. And the guy that was in the front, I think was already turned around to go block somebody and the ball bounced back towards the the return team. I'm not sure other than charging the ball harder, maybe, but yeah. I think at the end of the day, it's kind of a fluke play and, and it is what it is. Uh, but it doesn't matter because you guys bounced back. You ended up coming back, tying the game at 38 with 30 seconds left. And uh, and I may have put out a tweet uh, that, that didn't sound like I believed. Uh, but uh, <laughs> but nonetheless, my only thought was just don't give up the big play with 30 seconds left and let them kick a field goal here. Just stop them. That's all, that's all I was hoping for. And uh, better than that, Jeremiah Bailey knocks the ball loose, yeah. uh, strip sack. Recovered by um, oh Sterling, mm-hmm. uh, what's his first name? I forget. Darius. Darius Sterling uh, jumps on it, and uh, the celebration ensued. Uh, but very quickly, and I'm curious. I, again, I think I know what you're going to say. But very quickly, the thought process turned to okay, now we're going to kick a field goal. Um, and and everybody, I think, was kind of thinking, okay, well, he's Pat missed one earlier in the game. He missed one last week. And I think there was a lot of nervousness. That being said, before Pat could even come on, there was one play to be run. And uh, Parker runs it up the middle. He said later on, uh, when when he came into the to the uh, press conference after the game, uh, as Pat was leaving, he said, I almost screwed it up for you. Um, he took a little long to get down, but the play was already decided. Coach had already talked to everybody on the sideline. Uh, you're running Toro Toro. You're going to run the kick team on, kick the field goal. And, uh, and coach said he had a feeling they might call a timeout to ice, but as they're running out, there was confusion for SEMO. They had an extra guy on the field. Coach calls a timeout for SEMO. Uh, the SEMO people, by the way, freaked out. Why in the world you call a timeout? He had to, uh, he had too many guys on the field, but that being said, um, Pat nails it, right? I mean, I know maybe not right down the middle, but he nailed it. He, he won the game. He was in tears. Um, he said it was the greatest win he's had uh, in his time at EKU as well. And I know that you guys, I know you guys uh, love Pat. I know you guys trust Pat. And uh, he came through for you guys uh, there at the end. Right. That that whole last little sequence of events was thrilling, nonetheless. I think that's what gives us the name, the Cardiac Colonels sometimes. <laughs> yeah. We like to leave it a little bit more suspenseful than anything else. <laughs> but a heck of a play, heck of a blitz by Jeremiah, especially. He's just a guy that gives effort all the time. He he comes out there and plays nasty, physical, and it's a beautiful thing to watch. And it's a beautiful thing for him to get his My man, Darius. It, it, it's great to see because you, you watch him. 
he's improved from week one to now. And his pursuit to the ball is the main reason he was right in a perfect position to get the fumble recovery. Now, his celebration after is something we'll have to talk about because that was ridiculous. <laughs> he's done some of the single most impressive things I've ever seen sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he, done, he done came over the sideline going crazy. He done knocked over like three chairs, then ran up into the stands high-fiving people. It was awesome. Jeremiah <laughs> almost freaking falls on the goal line. Yeah, we'll talk about that with Jeremiah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, the only thing for Pat, the only thing I really remember is after he missed – he missed one earlier in the game, and then he made an extra point. I had come over to him, and I had told him, we might, we really might need you to win this game. Like, And I, I didn't know it was going to shake up like that. Right. <laughs> the fact that he was able to stay calm, he knows he's good, he knows he can make those kicks, and he kicks himself every time he misses them. And we, we tell him every time, we trust you, we love you, and this is your game. This is your moment. Yeah. Make your moment. And I, I think that's one thing Patrick Nations did in the moment. I think – Killed it, nailed it. I think it was awesome. The first one that they called a timeout from, he probably could have hit that one from 50. Yeah. <laughs> and then the next one, he wanted to scare us by making it tail off and coming yep. back in. But it, it was just a great moment, a great feeling. It, it was it was good to know, man, he stayed calm. He he made the moment. And right. that, that's the best thing about that that little series of events. Now, you talked about celebrations. Let's talk about yours. You had three three opportunities to celebrate. First one was the stir in the pot. Uh, yeah, the the pot. yeah, I liked it. Uh, the second one was the, the blow in the kisses. Uh-huh, that uh, was from my mom. Okay, very good. <laughs> but the, I didn't see the third one. Did you celebrate the third one? The third one, I mostly just put up two because I was more shook that I had two in one game. <laughs> but one of your teammates, I saw him go with, that was three. Right, right, right. Yeah. My, my teammates do a, a good job of boosting my head and supporting me, so they wanted me to feel more special in the moment. <laughs> That's yeah. my man, Elijah Ford. Congratulations. Okay. Yeah, so you, I remember you got it, and I was I picked up my phone to tweet real quick, mm-hmm. and, and I forgot to keep my eyes up to see what was going on. I looked up, and all I saw him was going – Three. Right. I was like, sweet man, that's awesome. Uh, that's awesome. So, it was plenty of career days. Uh, we saw Jordan Thomas get some run out there. Uh, Jeremiah and Darius got a lot more run than what they've gotten recently as well, um, and made the most of it. You guys, you guys put pressure on the quarterback all night long, which was looked very different than what we've seen so far this season. And we know part of that is more people came after the quarterback, but you guys made them uncomfortable. You guys did your job, and I'm sure that was an area that coaching staff, Coach Wells, uh, uh, Coach Johnson, uh, Coach um, uh, Hawk, I'm sure everybody was was pretty stoked about how the pressure you guys got on the quarterback. Yeah, pressure is some, something we didn't do last game very well was rush as a unit mm-hmm. and trying not, not one person individually winning a pass rush, but everybody compressing the pocket at one point in time, trying to make the quarterback more uncomfortable. And that was something we wanted to work on, not only as a defensive front, but with our jacks too, trying to get an evener pass rush together. And when you shut down the run like we did, and it was, it's easier to tee off on your pass rushes because yeah. you know there's a better chance that they're going to pass than run it against us. So it, it's a, a heck of a job by really, for, for most of my plays, a heck of a job by Frank Lee and Darian Baker because they do a good job of rushing up the edge and compressing the pockets because they're bigger guys. They like – they easily can rip up and get compression. And Marvion Fields has a good little interior brush moves. I, he just so happened to miss it, and I capitalized, which is awesome. Yeah, that's, but I, I think I think us four, we did a really good job of working together in our pass rush lanes. Whether whether we knew it was happening or not, we we inadvertently started working together. Yeah, uh, you guys held the run game to only sixty four yards rushing. Geno Hess who's a solid ball player. I uh, only had 11 carries, 43 yards. Uh, the quarterback ended up with 23 yards on 14 attempts. Um, he also lost 22 yards, but uh, that's the sacks and everything put in there. Uh, they did pass for 358 yards, but he got sacked five times uh, through three touchdowns. And really only one receiver really hurt you guys. Uh, Demario Vick, he had 11 catches, 135 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but overall, uh, a stand, especially when you needed it, you guys stood up and uh, did what had to be done there at the end. I'm um, looking real quick to see uh, Jacob Horn got his first touchdown as mm-hmm. a colonel, first catch as a colonel as well, uh, all in the same play. He caught another one also. 
Jalen Burbage had his best career uh, yardage game as well. Um, so a lot of positive things going on. Braden Sloan ran for 122 yards. Josh Carter for 69 on only six carries. That's an 11 and a half uh, average. And Parker ran for 81 yards also. So it was the most balanced game we saw on offense. Um, and by far the most fun game we've seen this year uh, as well. And we'll talk about North Alabama, which was a shootout last year. We'll talk about that one in the moments to come. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Jeremiah Bailey. But first, let's hear a word from All Around Roofing. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a locally owned company servicing Madison County and all of Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, siding, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and more. All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Call today, 859-489-5179 to get a free quote. That's 859-489-5179. We can handle your all-around exterior needs at All Around Roofing. All Around Roofing takes care of all your exterior needs, whether it's gutters, roof, windows, whatever it is, they take care of you. They got you covered all around your house. And a guy who had an all-around phenomenal game this Saturday, defensive lineman, sophomore, uh, the one and only Jeremiah Bailey joins us now. Uh, Jeremiah, man, how's it going? Doing good, doing good. It's a great man. day. It's, it is a great day. We were just talking about uh, Ryan Jackson's great day on Saturday, but he's not the only one because Jeremiah comes in. Uh, he gets the strip sack at the end, but I first noticed your big run stuff uh, early in the game, and uh, and you saw you were on the field a lot on Saturday, a lot more than what we've seen you so far, and Ryan's been hyping you up. Uh, he told us back in the summer when we did our D-line preview, he said, Jeremiah's a dog. You got to watch out for him. If he gets his chance, he's going to take advantage of it. And uh, boy, did you ever. So congrats on the big game. Uh, tell us kind of what you were seeing uh, out there and how long did it take? I know you've played, but how long did it take you to really settle in and feel comfortable? Um, I'd probably say like the main focus for me uh, going into this year and knowing I haven't really gotten any snaps uh, my freshman year, just trying to get the game speed down and the feel of how I need to go about every game with my playing style, knowing I want to be very physical, very aggressive, and within doing my job and what's best for the team. And the first couple of weeks were rough for me, so I was trying to get the feel in, and something was just right about this weekend. And I was in the zone. I was locked in. I was reading my blocks and getting off perfectly, right time, and, and things just started to click for me. What does a game like Saturday do for your confidence uh, and to help? I know we haven't even played a, another game yet, uh, and, and maybe that will be a better question to ask you after this week. But what does that do for your confidence and just for this week as you get into practice again, preparing for North Alabama, knowing that, hey, I took I took control of what I could do and, and it should pay off with more opportunities? Yeah, I mean, basically the same as – Every week, we always – we practice hard. We push each other. Our coaches challenge us every day, week in and week out, to bring the best we can to the table and push those that are around us. And I'll probably say this week, just knowing how I played last week, my confidence is – I wouldn't say through the roof, but, like, it's more of even because knowing what, what just happened, but knowing there's more on the table and more to go out there and achieve in the next couple of weeks. Uh, now, Rhino, you've been talking of Jeremiah. You've told us he's he's the real deal. Uh, I know I know you're excited for him. You keep talking about the opportunities guys are getting and how excited you are for that. Uh, but I mean, I mean, tell the people what they don't know yet about Jeremiah. Uh, there's actually a lot of things about uh, Mr. Bailey over here, I, but he can tell you more than I can. I, I, Jeremiah is one of the more explosive players on our team. He's one of the more athletic guys on our team, especially amongst our D-line, but he can tell you himself. Like, Jeremiah, how many positions did you play in high school? Almost every one except for O-line. <laughs> I started out uh, my freshman year of high school. I started out playing um, a little bit of strong safety on the varsity level, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. And at the freshman games, I would play receiver as well as tight end. And my sophomore year, I transitioned into playing middle linebacker and tight end as well as uh, 
still playing a little bit of uh, receiver mixing in. And then going into my junior year, I was more of like just back and forth on defense between defensive line and middle linebacker. So if we was having a bad game with the backers, I'd go play middle linebacker. Bad game, D-line can get a rush, I'd go play D-line. And it was just that the rest of my career all the way up until getting to college at this point, just mainly playing D-line. So, I mean, it's it's helped a lot playing a lot of different positions, especially like when I'm lined up over a tight end and knowing like the steps I need to take and what's coming at me, uh, seeing it from a defense perspective, going from playing offense and being able to recognize formations and different type of run blocks I'll be getting. So is there ever a push? Uh, uh, maybe it's maybe it's as as you're here a little bit longer, but say, hey, you know, coach, uh, or maybe go over to Coach Richmond and be like, hey, man, uh, I mean, we've already tried to get for Ryan to get a pass, but uh, <laughs> let's face it, you got more experience than Ryan does in the pass catching game. So is there everything, hey, we got a jumbo package. You need me to come in and run some tight end. I'm here for you. I mean, yeah, uh, like going, let's go back to last week uh, when I caught the pass and last couple of seconds of kick return, they kicked it right to me in Western Carolina. Yeah. And a lot of people was telling me right then and there, like to just go over there and like get in coach's ear. But <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a stretch. It's definitely a stretch because I like where I'm at and I like the group of guys that I'm able to go to work with around every day, even though I wouldn't do it on the other side of the ball. Don't get me wrong. You know, might be able there to be a dual a player chance. in the future. <laughs> there is not a chance he scores to play before I. <laughs> now I want to talk about special teams though, because you're you're out there on the return team. Uh, you're every time I've noticed you, you're on the right side, uh, back about halfway back. And uh, uh, how much do you enjoy that opportunity to be out there on the return team? Oh man, it's it's definitely an experience because one, you are the biggest thing heaviest thing on the field at the moment and so it's like it's a different type of mentality you have to have it's more of controlled aggression because my job mainly is to get the number one which is sometimes the contained player or the number two who's coming straight to the ball sometimes for most uh kickoff teams and it's definitely different having to be able to drop back and come forward and be able to slow people down and be able to work in space it's definitely different but i like it it's real fun it's especially when I get my hands on people, that's when the mismatch starts and I get to have my way with them. I love it. Now you're from Smyrna, Tennessee. Um, yes, and yes. I grew up in Murfreesboro, just South of Smyrna and the quality of football in that area, Rutherford County is, is crazy. I mean, Oakland, Riverdale, uh, Smyrna. Uh, I don't know how good uh, Blackman's been as of late, but uh, nonetheless, there's a lot of quality guys down there and who you're playing regularly would you say the, the difference to from high school to college for you as far as the speed and the skill is drastically different than your high school time? Um, I probably wouldn't say drastically, but I would definitely say there is things like like my first week when I was getting here and talking to Ryan and we were having our um, OTA practices over the summer and just like the ball speed of the snap and how fast everything was is definitely different. But what I'd say it's a lot easier to get down under control coming from playing in a like high football level type of community in uh, Rutherford County. Hmm. Ryan, what do you got for Jeremiah? Well, other than the fact we played uh, competitive football in Possumtown, Tennessee, too. <laughs> just have to add that. Jeremiah, another thing you guys should know, he's, he's a little bit of a mama's boy just like me. So I have to ask because I have some crazy stories with my mom when it comes to football and stuff I usually couldn't do or could do. I just have to ask, Jeremiah, you got any uh, good stories? I got a lot. Um, I'll probably say the craziest one I do have, uh, it was when I was a little, real little boy. I wasn't able to play football. My mom didn't want me to. She said it was too rough. I'd get hurt, whatever. You know, typical things. Moms don't want their babies to get hurt. So I would actually take the little stadium seats, the cushions, and stuff them inside of my shirt and run around and like pretend to play football in front of the TV screen whenever NFL was on. And so she actually signed me up one year. I was playing for the Laverne Wolverines back when they were the Wolverines, now they're the Crimson Tide. And I was at my first day of practice and we were hitting. And boy, she didn't she didn't take me to that practice. My uncle did. And boy, I did not want to get out of that car. I was terrified. I couldn't, I was scared to hit. You would never think this, but 
I was so scared. I was crying. I was terrified. I was scared to play football. My mama came all the way from work. She used to work 40 minutes away in Brentwood. And she came over there and towed my butt up in the parking lot, made me go practice. And I've been playing ever since that day. That's incredible. That's incredible. Now, this is this has nothing to do do with anything else that any of our listeners oh did we lose him oh he's there he is i can hear you now okay so laverne's not the wolverines anymore no they actually uh switched to the laverne uh the crimson tide uh what? actually when i was in my last year of rec ball at smyrna we had scrimmaged them and I was told we were playing Laverne. So I'm like, okay, uh, I know a couple guys, Laverne Wolverines. I used to play there, whatever, whatever. And they they come in and they're red and gray. They've got the Alabama elephant on there. I'm like, whoa, like, what's going on? And that's when they informed me, like, yeah, we switched to the Crimson Tide. I was like, wow, that is crazy. That's why I actually got the jersey actually is hanging up. I don't know if you can see it. It's folded up, but it's back there. I wore it uh, uh, number 10. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, I played for an uh, all-star game with them, with the Laverne. Yeah. Interesting. Well, like I said, our listeners probably don't care about that, but that, that blows my mind. <laughs> I, I didn't know yeah. that. <laughs> Very interesting. All right. Uh, but at Smyrna, did you know um, Coach Wells's brother? Yes. Uh, we played Riverdale, let's, I think, twice or maybe three times in my career. And I didn't know actually who he was until we played them. And it was after the game. I remember he came up to me, and I remember he's real tall. And he looks just like Coach Wells. And so I was confused because Coach Wells didn't tell me he was coming to the game. And I'm thinking it's Coach Wells. So I'm talking to him. I'm like, when did he get this tall? And so – and then it just clicked, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is his brother. And he looks just like him. But, no, he, he's he's amazing. He's a real cool dude. We we chatted it up. He was talking to me about my game. Real cool dude. I, I like Coach Wells' brother. Yeah, I know he had a he had a big impact in Middle Tennessee. Uh, he was uh, when I was in high school. I didn't go to Smyrna, but when I was in high school, that's where he was. He was at Smyrna, uh, and then he's been at Riverdale for he was at Riverdale there for a while also. Uh, but I know he had a big impact there in that Middle Tennessee football scene as well. Uh, back to what we're looking at ahead, though. Now we got North Alabama, and I'm going to talk to Ryan about North Alabama in a minute. But Jeremiah, give me your thoughts on what you're seeing from this team and uh, what you're expecting from them this week? Uh, I know they came out last year uh, real fiery off on offense, um, had a running back who transferred out, um, and they did a real good job and was effective in running the ball on us and getting in between the tackles as well as throwing a couple deep shots in there and putting up a lot of points on us. Um, I feel they'll try to get back to that. But I'm pretty like confident in our run stopping defense after how we've been playing, and really hope we can get towards the position we were in playing against Simo and really shutting down the run and making them open up the passing game to give our D line and our front four a chance to get back there. And I believe we can and have another day like we did. We would love to see that, Rhino. Anything else for Jeremiah? Nah, that's Jeremiah. That's my guy. I've known him since. Uh, <laughs> He was in eighth, uh, seventh, eighth grade, somewhere in there, and I, I'm so proud of him. I'm, I'm just excited to see what else he can do. <laughs> well, Jeremiah, congrats on the great game this past week, and we know it's just the beginning. We're excited about what's ahead for this season and the rest of your career as well, and looking forward to continue to cheer you on. And uh, appreciate your mother came and joined the show once last last year, yeah. I think it was, at Mad Mushroom uh, pregame show that we were doing and got to talk with her a little bit as well. And, uh, but man, I, I'm cheering for you. I, I always kind of cheer a little extra for the middle Tennessee guys, uh, that, that are in the locker room and excited to see the success that you had. And again, I mean, you're doing it at multiple levels with the special teams, with the run defense and the pass rush, put it all together this past week. So congrats, man, on the great game. Thank you. Thank you. He's Jeremiah Bela. Hey, man, we'll see you on. Well, I won't see you on Saturday. I'll watch you on Saturday, I will, but I won't be there. But nonetheless, uh, we'll see you around, man. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you for the opportunity. Yes, sir. Jeremiah Bela, Bailey, defensive lineman uh, there at EKU. Huge game this week and excited for him as well. He is the recipient of our all-around roofing player of the game. 
uh, this week. We'd love to see his uh, activity. There's options this week, though, Ryan. I mean, with Braden's offensive game, uh, Frank Lee, his game, of course, Ryan's big game, too. Uh, we're gonna give we're gonna give the uh, the imaginary award to to Jeremiah Bailey though. I was about to say I'm gonna have to start putting up some crazier stats or something. <laughs> you got to get the interception. You get an interception, it's all yours, man. Okay. <laughs> all right, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna look at North Alabama and what's ahead for this Saturday. With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's myipm.com. Welcome back to the Sports Stove Local Hour. It is time to discuss our Pest of the Week. Pest of the Week is presented by IPM Pest and Termite, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. I have trusted them with my house. We use them at the church as well. And if you have any bug issues, ants, spiders, centipedes, stink bugs, whatever it is, uh, and you live in central Kentucky, make sure you get a hold of IPM Pests and Termite. Go to myipm.com for more information. And by the way, if you call them, let them know the sports stove sent you. We'd really appreciate that as well. The pest of the week this week is North Alabama, the North Alabama Lions uh, road trip uh, to Braley Municipal Stadium. Uh, you guys have never been to North Alabama. At least you have. And I don't know that the school has ever been down there. I, I doubt it because they, they just joined the ASUN conference last year and they came to us. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I, I know I haven't been there. Yeah. I, I could not find any history um, on my own and the game notes don't come out till later this week. So maybe, maybe we'll find out on Thursday when I get the email. Uh, Rick does a lot more research than I do. Yeah, they, they used to be a D2 team. Okay, yeah. So that's probably why we haven't played them. Yeah, that would make sense. Uh, that makes sense for sure. They're 2-3 and three on the year, 0-1 in the conference. Uh, losses against Mercer, Tarleton State, and Tennessee Martin. Wins against Chattanooga and Tennessee Tech. Uh, the Chattanooga win was a pretty good one for them as well. Quarterback Noah Walters leads the way. He's already over 1,000 yards passing on the year. Seven touchdowns, four interceptions, and he rushed the ball as well. For 95 yards and a touchdown so far on the season. Uh, their leading rusher, Ryan, is a wide receiver, Demarcus Lacey. He's touched the ball 75 times for 373 yards and two touchdowns on the season. I'm not sure. Um, I couldn't find anything about how that worked. I, I'm assuming he's lining up as a running back. I wouldn't think it's 75 jet sweeps or anything like that. Right. I'm sure he's he's running as a running back, I would assume. Uh, but he's still listed as a wide receiver. Um, they got two other guys that carry the ball a fair amount, but not as much as Lacey does. Receiving, they got a, a variety of guys over 200 yards on the year as well. Defensively, uh, five sacks, six interceptions, four first forced fumbles on the year for this North Alabama team. And what are you seeing from them? I know we're still early in the process, uh, but what are you seeing about North Alabama so far? Uh, it's, it's weird because they're different than they were last year. Last year, they had a heavy rely on their running back and running game, and they were just kind of figuring it out from there. This year, they're a little bit different. They, they're airing it out a lot. They're um, they're running with their quarterback a lot. They're they're trying to tempo you and get you in not not difficult situations, but situations where you have to read more than just one thing because mm. you have to you do have to account for the quarterback's legs because he does run a lot and he he throws for a good amount of yards each game. He's not bad. They're, they're a good overall team. I'd have to look more into their defense. I haven't watched them as much. But right. for their offense, they're a well-balanced team, likes to run, likes to pass. I, I think it's going to be a good matchup for us. It, it'll it be more of a, us staying locked in on our details. And we can't we can't expect to play the same North Alabama team we played last year because they're missing one key person. Yeah. And, but other than that, they, they have the same amount of weapons that beat us last year, I think. Or not beat us. That had a competitive game with us last year. I, I, I think they're a good team, and I, I'm excited to, for to go over there and play them at their place. 
None of their games have been within one possession. So every game they've played has been at least a two possession game. They lost to Mercer by 10. They beat North, uh, they, excuse me, they beat uh, Chattanooga by 14. Lost to Tarleton by 21. Uh, beat Tennessee Tech by 13. And then they lost to UT Martin last week by 16. So they haven't played a close game, uh, at least in score. I didn't watch any of those games. So maybe they were closer than the score uh, shows us. But um, they haven't had a game in that was been super close yet. Last year, I mean, the game was nuts. 56 to 53 was the final score. And it was just, a, it was a wild game all the way around. And it was one of those where the game was done and Coach Wells was happy with the win, obviously. But he he was more relieved than anything else by the time the game was done. What do you remember about that game last year and just the, that constant onslaught from both sides scoring the football? Uh, well, I, I first need you to need a shout out, Shandarek Powell. He's a heck of a running back, heck of a – it's just a back that can see every hole and every hole in a defense. And he's he's he has elite speed to where once he hit the secondary, it was, he looked like he was jogging. <laughs> half the time, but it's, it's hard playing teams like North Alabama. and uh, It's hard to play teams like us that just don't quit. Right. Never feel like they're out of the fight. Never feel like they're out of the game. They keep playing, keep playing hard. And that's what their team does well this year too. But playing back, uh, all I can remember is, dang, next thing you know, they're scoring again. We got to stop or our team scores. Dang, they, we can't, they can't stop us. It, it was just a whole lot of, it was a whole lot of back and forth chess match. Who's going to stop the bleeding first? And I, I hope we don't get into another game with like that with them because, like I said, they're they're very competitive. They have a winning culture too. They they're just not not saying that like us, but they're 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 a good competitive team and they they fight hard and they play hard just like anybody else would. Yeah, Shandarik Powell, of course, not there anymore, but he ran for 224 yards and three touchdowns. He caught the ball four times for 63 yards. Uh, Noah Walters, who is the quarterback, he he was a freshman last year, sophomore this year. Uh, he had three touchdowns as well. Parker threw for five touchdowns, 310 yards. The run game, uh, it was all, it was Parker mainly in the run game last year in this game. Uh, he got 65 yards on six six runs. Um, Braden had 15 carries for 59 yards, just couldn't break through. And Josh had nine carries for 39. I feel like this was one of the first games where we started seeing Joshua Carter last year. Um, as well, he started getting some touches, and it kind of looked like, hey, maybe this kid is going to be something that can really help this team. Talk about the balance between Braden and Josh, and and, and of course, I, we love Keandre as well. Uh, he's not getting the carries this year, but uh, Braden and Josh, and kind of the balance that they are with each other. I, I think they're a good mix for each other. They're honestly, if you talk to both of them, they honestly have both very similar personalities. They're actually really good friends, and mm -hmm. I think that's. That's probably the best thing about him. Josh is your more traditional running back where you expect him to hit a gap, truck it down for a good two, three yards a pop. Mm -hmm. B. Sloan's more, I wouldn't say more of a receiving slash running back, but he, he does a lot more of the explosive boom plays Yeah, that I, I think Josh might, he gets those opportunities, but Josh sets him up for those opportunities. Yeah. If, you, if you really watch and dive into our games, Josh is the one who gets you the tough yards, tough yards, and then he'll blow up for a couple. Yeah. And then Braden's Braden's the home run big play guy. And I think I think they complement each other well in that in that way. I think our our staff does a good job of trying to make sure both of them get carries. Mm -hmm. And not only that, they they also do a good job of setting up Parker. And yeah. not only the running game, but some little slick receiving passes. I, I think our running backs do a great job of trying to keep Parker clean and also making him look really good in some plays. Yeah. Yeah, I love – I mean, to me, Josh is that guy where you expect at least one eight- to nine-yard run in a game. It's it's a very sneaky. Like, you see him, you think, oh, he's bottled up, and then all of a sudden, he's boom, he's forward. <laughs> he gets that that first down, whatever it may be. Braden, when he breaks through, it's more of a smooth. I, I Not to say that, that Josh – it's not pretty when Josh does it, but Braden is just like – it's like one fluid motion. He gets the ball, and all of a sudden, he's 40 yards down the field uh, doing his thing for sure. I would argue, and this is purely my opinion. This is not Ryan's opinion. Purely my opinion. I'd love to see them go two possessions before they rotate. Uh, right now, it's been pretty much every other every other possession till later in the second half. If they got a guy going, they'll, they'll keep going with them. But I'd love to see them get two straight possessions 
before they rotate to the next guy. There's a reason why they do it, and I'm again, they're smarter than me, but that's that's my suggestion uh, to give them a chance to maybe get it get a little bit more of a rhythm going. But uh, if Coach Richmond's listening, there you go. That's there's my thoughts for today. Um, but uh, yeah, last year now, um, Demarcus Lacy was there last year. He had six catches, forty three yards, and two touchdowns. He's the leading receiver this year, uh, or actually, he's the leading running runner rusher this year. Um, so he's obviously an explosive athlete. He had 71 yards rushing last year too. So you know that you're going to have your hands full with him. And of course, uh, you'll get to meet the new, the new running backs in town, uh, Jalen Daniels and Parker Driggers. Uh, Daniels has three touchdowns on the season, 16 touches. I would assume he's a power back, maybe goal line kind of kid. Uh, but that's just a guess from the stats. Cause it's not a lot of carries, but three touchdowns on 16 carries. You'd think if he's, if he's a phenomenal player, you'd think he has more than 16 carries. So I'm assuming he's a power back. Do you know anything about him? Uh, not too much. I still have to look into our, our scouting reports. We'll get those tomorrow okay. to get a little depth on a player. But I believe I met the Lacey kid at the – not kidding. I think I met the Lacey guy at the media day. Okay. And he's he's a great guy, great athlete. And from from remembering now, because he's number five, I remember him. He, remember him now. They did line him up in the backfield a couple times against us last year for positive yards so it doesn't surprise me that he's running the ball very well and i'll have to study up more on the the new running backs in town but that we'll we'll be prepared for whatever comes at us yeah yeah and i know that uh you know and jeremiah talked about it too but the run game has been so good the run defense um especially when you look back to last year the the drastic improvement uh has been made and we've seen the a new issue arise this year, but I know that coaches are working hard uh, to solve that. Coach Wells has brought it up every every post game press conference with the deep passes, and we got to figure it out and we got to get it going. And we did see Jordan Thomas get some playing time this week as well, and we've seen now uh, a few different DBs get opportunities. So we'll continue to see that. Uh, I was told that uh, hopefully uh, Jalen Harrod will be back this week. He's been out injured. Uh, we know Jaden Bost is out for a while um with injury as well but overall you guys have been able to stay healthy to this point in the season knock on wood coach wells hates me talking about that so i won't talk very long uh but uh but yeah i mean this is a big deal this would be first uh first conference game for you guys in the year does that change anything uh no because we we've always we've always tried to take stuff one game at a time one step at a time it's just as big of a game this week as it was week one and this one is magnified because of a conference, but we don't, we don't, I think our team does a good job of not letting stuff like that distract us from playing. And we just go out there and play hard. We're ready to play 60 minutes. Like I said, in the, the interview with the UK guys, we're ready to play 60 minutes with anybody, yeah. whoever, whoever shows up, we want to play. Uh, you guys first, I mean, it's not the first real road trip. Cincinnati was a real road trip, but uh, it's been the longest you guys have traveled so far this season. Uh, mm-hmm. So that, does that change the schedule at all for you guys this week? Uh, it doesn't really change the schedule. The one thing that will mess you up is they're in central time. So oh, yeah. everything's an hour back from where yeah. we are. At. So it, that's the that's the only thing that if, you, if you're not ready for a time change, it'll jack you up. And if you sleep on the bus a little uncomfortably. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great point, though, because the game time is seven. It says seven o'clock. Is that seven o'clock uh, Richmond time? Okay. Seven o'clock, six o'clock. Six o'clock. Okay, that's better than having to go at eight o'clock your time, uh, right. normal time. So okay, that's that makes me feel a little bit better for you guys. Um, but man, you guys have played. This is to be your third six o'clock kickoff um, of the season, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. That you've got Gardner Webb will be a six o'clock kickoff as well. Um, well, actually, you got eight o'clock, you got a five o'clock, five o'clock, and then two o'clock to close it out. That's crazy. A lot of using those lights. Yeah. Well, you yeah, know, the lights. Lights are bright, so are the players, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Got to be seen, and that's what matters. Uh, man, that's awesome. It was a fun game. I, I know I had a couple different people comment on social media about how much fun they had at the game, and uh, it was entertaining. It was wild. It was uh, a little nerve-wracking. You know, cardiac kernels is not a positive thing, Ryan. Uh, <laughs> we'd, we would rather it be a little smoother, a little bit less, less uh, uh, painful for us. Uh, not painful. Painful is the wrong word. Uh, anxious, yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. But hey, if it comes out with a W, we'll take it all day. Right. Every day. I had a I had a wild weekend. So I had the EKU game Saturday night. 
Uh, came down right to the end. Uh, Sunday, I'm a huge Packer fan. Sunday, the Packers had to come back down 17-0. Came back and won the game. Uh, it was exciting, uh, needless to say. So it's it's been a good weekend football-wise for me at the very least and my fandom. Uh, that is there as well. Uh, but North Alabama, that's not a long trip. I would say that's, what, four or five hours? I think it's a five-hour trip. Okay. Trip and you drive right by home pretty much, don't you? Pretty much, yeah. We'll drive We'll drive uh, through – I don't know the exact route, but I know we'll drive through Tennessee on the way down to Alabama, and they're obviously on the northern side of it. But. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if they're on the northeast, like south of Chattanooga, or if they're further over on the west. Over there, yeah. you you might go down seventy five that uh, way, and not not go by home, I guess. But yeah. who knows? And we've seen their stadium. I, th- I think their stadium is going to be real interesting to play on because I don't I don't know if they're it, it, schools that have purple that just have too much purple. Sometimes. <laughs> uh-huh. so I, it's just you purple. <laughs> I know Central Arkansas. I hate that field. I think it looks absolutely. <laughs> ugly um but i've never seen north alabama's um stadium i'm looking it up real quick uh but i i know that i had a conversation on saturday about the last time you guys were at semo that that stadium was rickety like they were in the process of fixing it up and so it was a wild condition when you guys were there as well what's the weirdest stadium you've been to whether it just be like not great great stuff the weirdest stadium, other than when we went to SEMO and our side was fully still doing construction, <laughs> I, I would have to say when we went to Stephen F. Austin, not only is that one of the bigger stadiums I've been in, because everything legitimately is bigger in Texas, <laughs> but it, the stadium, if you look at it, it's like four different stadiums okay, like, together. Like They have a huge hill that's going up that has uh, like their student section and all their fraternities and sororities. And then you turn to the right, it's like this, not high school, but you know how they have like the open seating with the rail type. That type is on this side. And then the other side looks like it would be uh, Cincinnati. Okay. (laughs) Like it's the nice glass, the regular nice little home size setup. And then in the other back end zone is a bunch of trailers set up like it's Louisville with all the like fans. Yeah. And it's, it's just crazy. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen, but it yeah. works for them. And then, and then the stadiums also, that's, that's another thing. It's off into another pasture. So it's, there's a track around the stadium. Uh-huh. So I guess they run track there too. Cause yeah. the stadium's so spread out. <laughs> Cause you wow. can't have them right on the track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, we're excited about what's ahead. We're excited about North Alabama this week and uh, hopefully not a last second. Well, I mean, if it means the win, then so be it. But uh, hopefully not not a last second uh, uh, anxiety-ridden game for moms and dads and fans of all ages. Uh, do want to shout out Rickson Lane. Rickson's been helping us uh, now for a couple years, few years, and has always been getting us the uh, – uh, the interviews he helps us with the football, especially getting the interviews. He's the uh, sports information director at um, at EKU. He announced today uh, officially that uh, he's taken a position on at Coastal Carolina. He'll be with uh, the university still through this this coming week, um, and then he'll be taking a new position at Coastal Carolina. And uh, we want to congratulate Rickson. He's been a huge help to this program. Uh, he's been a friend to me. I know he's been good to you guys in the football uh, team as well and appreciate all his hard work. We're going to miss Rickson. We appreciate the guys that are still around. Uh, Alex Morgan will be helping us out. KB has been around as well. Um, so we're excited to continue working with these guys, but uh, we're going to miss Rickson. Appreciate his, his help along the way. He's been a, a, a good supporter of this program. We appreciate that and appreciate him. So uh, Rickson, if you're listening, uh, we're going to miss you, man. Congrats. If you're not listening, then shame on you. Uh, right. but, uh, <laughs> nonetheless, shout out to Rickson. And, and again, thanks. Thanks for all your hard work for us. Yeah, that, and that's uh, the thanks from the, the actual team too. We do appreciate everything you've done for us. Uh, you've come a long way since the recording with the phone to now we got a camera really. So I, I wish you the best, Mr. Rickson. Hey, best, best thing in the night. I forgot to make fun of Jeremiah for almost falling on his celebration, but. <laughs> After the kick, 
after the field goal, yeah. there's the video of Rickson busting his butt out there to get to get some film. And uh, that was hilarious. I laughed pretty hard when I saw that. Uh, but nonetheless, hey, great weekend. This has been a fun weekend. Uh, congrats again on the huge game. Um, uh, we're still waiting on on that that uh, the pick uh, or some sort of touchdown. We'll get you the player the player of the week uh, though as well. Uh, and continue stay staying staying excited about what's ahead. North Alabama this weekend first conference game. Uh, we talked about it last week. Those goals are still ahead for you, and uh, we're excited about about that as well. I want to remind our listeners: uh, listen, wherever you live, you can try out Righteous Felon Jerky. Go to righteousfelon.com. Uh, use promo code STOVE15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. I have tried, I think, four flavors, uh, maybe five, and then the walking taco beef stick as well. I have not been disappointed yet. I don't think you will be either. Uh, so go to RighteousFelon.com. If you use the code STOVE15, they're going to know that we sent you, and uh, and we're going to get uh, Rhino some money legally and uh and me some money as well which you probably don't care about but nonetheless i do so help us out support the show go to righteousfilling.com use code stove 15 at checkout uh for your 15 percent off your purchase all around roofing and ipm pest and termite local companies locally owned and operated and well trusted in the community try them out let them know if you need their help they'll be happy to help you and make sure you let them know uh, the sports stove sent you as well. Ryan, any closing thoughts before we go? Uh, no, other than the fact that you have a beautiful family and your your wife's a great cook. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, so Ryan was able to come over for some dinner this week, and uh, we had a great time chatting. And uh, and and uh, I agree, I agree. They're beautiful <laughs> and a good cook uh, as well. And uh, thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that. All right, friends, that's it for tonight. Follow us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove. For more information, we'll come out uh, Thursday or Friday with an article on BellyUpSports.com previewing the North Alabama game and giving you my pick. Uh, by the way, I've yet to get a prediction completely correct, but <laughs> I have I have correctly uh, hit on the over-under of every game so far this season for EKU. Um, I have not com- correctly hit on the um, the points, uh, uh, but nonetheless, I don't I don't gamble. But uh, if I if I did, I'd be doing well on the over unders. And uh, my degenerate gambling friend texted me today. He said I should have listened to you, and I said yes, you should have. Uh, anyways, we'll put out information Thursday or Friday on BellyUpSports.com. You can if you follow us on social, you'll see the article posted there as well. He's Ryan Jackson. I'm Vince Stover. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, we'll see you around the sports stove.